Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Welcome to the ultimate episode of Season 3 of Moving Oolong Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be answering questions from an Instagram poll <laughs> that we took today. And thank you to all the listeners that sent out their questions for us to answer. But before we get into the meat of the episode, let's start off with our weekly recap. Linda, how was your week? Mm, I guess we had a three-day weekend um so that was really nice i went to m's cousin's house to make door decks with them like helping them make door decks, door decks. with, oh with her cricket so they were super <laughs> high tech and i've never seen a cricket like in action like that so it was super cool like they can draw out the shape and then cut it out and what other we crickets made, like, have you seen that's all they do my cricket your cricket I don't even can't remember do that. Ming's cricket. Oh, yeah, my cricket can do it. I just never did it. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, I always saw like Ming's cricket or like Ming's like RA cricket. I did basic yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like we did so many things and we made them Steven Universe themed. And then we were like picking out the motifs to include in the door decks. It's like a lot more fun when it's not your own door decks <laughs> to do. And you're just like cutting like scissors and gluing and like just like doing their bidding and we spent a long time it was like multiple hours but it was like very soothing and I was like doing them and then talking to the cousin and then the husband and like the godmother so it was like nice to hang out in like a house I think I haven't done that in Mm. such a long time so that was really fun I think they're really cute and I think the other main thing I did was just watch the new survival show. The one that Sally told me about, about like that Russian guy oh who was God. stuck in the- <laughs> And I watched like, this is like the fifth was generation. <laughs> no, that's that's the origin. His name is Lelouch. Lelouch. And Ming, this is like one of those idol survival shows. And it's like the mm-hmm. boys version because they alternate it's like, like China version. Girls and boys. Yeah. And, and it's the Chinese version. And I watched this video that explained what Sally introduced to me, how they picked some <laughs> random guy from Russia to do it. And they were like, wouldn't let him off, even though he just wanted to go home. And he did like poorly, <laughs> like on purpose. So he, so he get like, voted out, but people kept voting for him. So it was like, yeah. why was he a Russian guy on a Chinese show? <laughs> Well, he's like a model or something. So they were like, oh, he's like, okay looking. So we oh, can they, train like, him. they scouted him? Yeah. He was there like as that. a translator for these other trainees. But then oh they saw gosh. him on the island. And then they're like, we're out of, like, running low on trainees. So let me just Yeah, because like COVID and stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and on, like, the first ranking thing, you know how people have, like, A, B, C, D, F? And then everyone who got F was like, I'm so disappointed. And then he was like, F is for freedom. <laughs> I can get out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like everyone this was like cool because people liked him because he had like a shit attitude about going to work which was relatable because he would be like Mm. dragging himself to (laughs) practice or whatever and then the viewers would be like oh that's me going into the office and it's like a unique personality to have on a reality show because usually everyone's like oh my god like I gotta be the best so Mm. 
that was like interesting and there was another character who was like another he character. was scouted because he's like the hottest like haunted house like npc ghost and he was like so hot that all the people started going to the haunted house to see him and then he got scouted what? from from there so there's like lots of randoms um this sounds like a fever did. dream yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think i don't know it's it's too real uh <laughs> I feel like I've gone on about this show for like a long time. So Ming, take over. Um, okay, I guess I'll start off with the show that I'm watching. I'm so obsessed with it. I've watched at least like three episodes every night since I started watching it. And it's a classic. It's um, How to Get Get Away with Murder, which was mm-hmm. like a really, really popular show a while back. And I don't know why what motivated actually I do know what motivated me to watch it I was watching another youtuber and she was talking about how the show just ended or she just finished watching it and she doesn't know how her life will be complete again and like she was very (laughs) dramatic about how good it was and I was like I don't remember it being that good but let me watch just the first episode I feel like it lost steam after like the first two seasons and people stopped talking about it but I guess yeah that makes sense I there's several epi- uh, several seasons. I'm all, I'm at the beginning of season two, and yeah, I don't know how long I'm gonna watch it, but it is so entertaining, <laughs> and it gives me a nice rush at night because of all the like the suspense and thrills and stuff like that. So, doing that's what I've been doing on my like downtime, I guess. Literally, my family will be on the deck like because it's nice and summery out, and they'll be like chatting, and I'm like in my room like <laughs> just one more episode, <laughs> one more. I haven't felt like what it feels like to binge something in a while. So it's mm-hmm, kind of a nice mm-hmm. feeling where like you can't, you look forward to it while at work. Like you're just thinking yeah, yeah. about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but besides that, my long weekend was pretty nice. I hung out with Stefan a lot and I got to meet some of my younger cousins because they were driving up through this area on their way back to Ohio. And it was nice. I haven't seen them in a while. It's very cold this weekend, actually, which was very mm. um, kind of disappointing really for a long weekend. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't that fun to like be outside and talk to them, but I guess that's how it is. And I don't know. Now that we've had a long weekend going back to work, it feels like I have so much to do, which is a good thing because then it makes the day go by super fast. Like today went by so fast and it's already Wednesday and tomorrow's Thursday and like the week's almost <laughs> over. So And then we're going to the beach. I appreciate when we have Mondays off. Yes, I'm so excited for so that. So excited. That's for next week. <laughs> Except we oh, won't have huh. a weekly update next week. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I guess everyone will have to be Or will we? Oh. <laughs> okay, Sally. Anyways. Um so okay, let me start off with my media update too as well. So mm. I've been watching this drama called penthouse and i don't know if you heard of it but it's like really popular in korea and they're on i think they're about to or filming already this third season of it or it's about to air or something like that but anyways i'm on the first season but i started watching it i started the first episode like a month ago or something but i never really picked up from there but like now that i'm actually into like watching it um it's crazy like it's wild (laughs) but it's so like it's so interesting 
like it's basically it's center it's this drama centered around these rich people and then these these poor people that also like interact with them somehow and um it's just really interesting (laughs) to see like the drama they make and there's like affairs going on and like um all apparently all the rich people want their kids to be like to be accepted into this musical school and they all want to be classical singers like you know like opera singers yeah, <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of that in the drama too um and then yeah there's like a lot going on and i don't even know how to describe it but it's just like there's a lot of drama and it's very exaggerated because they're rich people <laughs> but it's really fun to watch um and i've also oh so over the weekend um we basically spent well, we didn't spend the whole time, but we spent a lot of time cleaning up our old house, like my childhood home, because mm. my parents are trying to sell it. So we found, okay, so my old house houses like a bunch of junk, first from our childhood, but then also from like my mom and her family stuff when they moved, when she moved from Canada to the US, like all of her junk is here. And then for some reason, all of my mom's uncle's junk is also in our garage because he moved back to Hong Kong after staying in Canada for a bit. And he didn't feel like moving his stuff back to Hong Kong. So then we inherited all of his junk. So we went through a bunch of boxes that were just piled up in a garage. And we found a few like kind of treasure stuff. So we ended up finding um, the most interesting things were this collection of um, Chinese singer records. Like the vinyl records. And have like... Teresa Tang, who's apparently a who she was a really famous um singer back in the day. We have all her albums on record now. And my dad has a record player in her house. So we blasted her album. Um and we also found like this really ancient gaming system that's in Japanese. And I feel like if I were to resell it on eBay, it's probably worth like, thousands <laughs> of money. But I don't mm, know what it's, it's called. It's like a hand one? Yeah, it's like the ones where it's like a rectangle controller and it's like connected to the console. Oh, dang. And they have like all these different games to, that go into it. But it's all in Japanese. So I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's mostly what I did over the weekend. I feel like I did a lot, but also not much at all. Alrighty, so for our final episode of this season, we decided to ask you all... If you had any questions for us, anything you wanted to know about us or the podcast, and we had a lot of questions, so I'm excited to really get into them. But first, we want to give a shout out to some really kind listeners who gave us multiple questions. So shout out to uh, underscore Subway underscore um, had some really good questions and slow four one three seven. And underscore underscore Nina Bovino. <laughs> so thank you for asking the questions and thank you for everyone else who asks us questions because it's fun to, I don't know, hear what you're all thinking and gives us new topics to dive into. So they're kind of all over the place, which is just what we wanted. So we're going to be touching <laughs> on some really random questions and some heavy ones. So I guess to start off, I'll ask the first question and I'll start with a light an easy one. So um, we talked about weather in our introduction when we were talking about, or I guess I talked about it, how it was kind of sucky this weekend. But what impact does weather have on your mood? 
is the Ooh. first question. It my weather just I mean my mood just depends <laughs> on the weather. I like I don't know how I describe that impact. It was just like a positive and negative. It's a positive correlation. So if the weather is good, then my mood is good. <laughs> and the what weather is, good is weather, bad. Though? Like sunny? Like yeah. sunny, yeah. If it's rainy, then I'm just like I'm not in a bad mood, but I'm in like a sluggish mood. Mm. Like I don't want to do anything. So you could never live in Seattle? Probably not. <laughs> Unless I have like artificial light all the time. Oh, true. They have those lamps. <laughs> like a reptile or, or mood lighting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what about Linda, you? What about you? Uh, um, I think maybe I agree with Sally, but not so much because I do like the rain and colder weather i don't really get like seasonal like seasonal depression in terms of winter mm. but i notice when like seasons change like the transition periods i'm like oh my gosh like time is moving too fast mm. and that's where i'm like feeling more down than usual than like a steady like sunny or like a steady winter time i mean i feel like rainy just makes me feel sleepy or like the mm-hmm. temperature um it's like you don't want to get out of bed in the morning if it's cold. I don't know if that's really mood correlated, though. Mm-hmm. I think Maybe. weather has less... Well, I guess this ha- this is weather. But for me, it's more about like um, sunlight and the mm-hmm. amount of... I feel like a like a reptile now, <laughs> again. <laughs> but like I, I don't mind cold weather or anything like that. But um, I don't know, having like a nice sun shine coming through the, the window of really D coming in yes i like that vitamin d <laughs> the um i don't know it just really boosts my mood even if i'm not able to get outside just sitting in a sunny spot or i don't know seeing the sun really improves my mood so i also don't think i could live in seattle or yeah somewhere that has a lot of gloom and it's not even because it makes me like feel sluggish or sleepy i don't know it's just like mm-hmm the sun literally i don't know no, gives I me some get that. energy mm-hmm. yeah and i also think like your working environment like how sunlit your room where you work is mm, really yeah. affects my mm-hmm. mood like back in college my lab was like the whole wall one of the whole walls was glass windows so i had a ton of sunlight going into the lab but now because we are microscopy core we have no <laughs> windows and the rooms are always like very dimly lit because we don't want to bleach our samples so mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in the winter time like i'll go to work and it's dark and then the building inside it's dark i'll leave work and it's dark outside <laughs> i haven't seen the day <laughs> of light true. in like several months but yeah now it's good <laughs> <laughs> I also think maybe the fact that um, Lyndon and I don't commute to work and since work makes up Mm. a large chunk of our life, like I haven't felt really the impact of weather truly on me since like college where we would have to walk around campus. And when it was pouring or like super cold, obviously that would be a bad effect on my mood. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it's like now. Now I can just like work anytime. So. Yeah. Don't you feel like dried up in the sun though? Like after I get out of the sun, <laughs> I feel like just shriveled and like dried. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, not really. I feel, I kind of get what you mean though. Like sometimes when you're outside in the sun, especially if you're like doing something active, which is probably what contributes to it most. But I do feel sleepy. Like on a nice hot summer day when you're like working in the yard or like even taking a walk, I'll feel like ready to take a nap. Like, especially on the weekend, but I don't feel 
shriveled. <laughs> I feel shriveled when I like soak in water for too long. <laughs> okay, that is just like the opposite. <laughs> Unless it's like pouring rain. Well, you literally shrivel, right? Like you're yeah. Your I get all wrinkly, like rainy, raisiny. <laughs> yeah, that's what my mom used to call it. Mm, She'd be like raisins. Your little raisins. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, I will ask the next question. Mm-hmm. What is your ideal home aesthetic? <laughs> Do not say mid-century modern. Twenty <laughs> first <laughs> century modern. <laughs> okay, because when we were first re- reviewing these questions, like, what is a home aesthetic? Really, I, is that like your interior designs? Yeah. 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 What style do you like to go for? Um. I like stuff with plants. It's not a style. And I like a clean look. Okay, okay, okay. Clean Clean and... But sometimes clean can go... Like, clean and sleek can look too, like, Mm. un-cozy. Like, minimalist? Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't like that because I do like cozy. Like, you all have seen my room and it's very filled. Mm -hmm. Which is, I guess, a a nicer way of saying it is just it's cozy. So, clean but also cozy like organized mess yeah it's an organized mm. mess where you have like warm tones and like i mm-hmm. love wood floors oh, but yeah. i also like clean surfaces i don't like the you know how okay i don't know if you guys watch some of these youtube videos but i've been watching a lot of interior design and the i love the couches design. that are coming back in trend are like the really fluffy puffy ones mm. yeah yeah i don't want that <laughs> i don't want that why it looks too Messy, if not messy, it just looks too. Um, I just like clean lines. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, yeah, you like sentimental stuff too, Ming, like on your walls and yes. things like that. Yeah, that contributes to the cozy. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Zelda. Zelda. What? Oh, I asked oh, the question. Okay. Go now. you go. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really know if I have one, maybe similar to Ming, but like less colorful, maybe. I feel like I don't have the like bandwidth or like mentality to like curate some home aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I am moving to a new room in a bit and I want stuff to match. And the things right now are like neutral tones, like beige and things like that. So that looks nice. And I have like the linen, like burlap material <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> burlap. What's wrong with the burlap? Why do we have burlap? what okay (laughs) it's your aesthetic it's your okay okay but like i agree with Ning. no puffy couches i'd rather have like a futon where it's like flat yes Mm. Mm -hmm. okay but linda before we move on to sally i have to say i was shocked i remember the first time i went over to your house and like went to your bedroom it was so empty i was like it still is (laughs) it is still empty even bare. yeah well i guess I don't know, it changed in college because you really decorated your apartment walls in college. But I still remember being like thinking of my my room with all the stuff <laughs> on my walls and stuff like that. And then your room was like anyone could live in this room. Like one bed and one not even a desk. Literally, yeah. <laughs> There's just nothing. like one dresser. <laughs> it's my bachelor pad. Leave me alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I do want my place to be like a gallery kind of because I bought mm. frames for my prints Ooh. and I have so many of them. I'm ready to knock some nails into my new wall. I mean, the previous person did it. 
So I think it's okay. No, we're not like having frames here. really makes a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just patch it up later. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get charged. Okay. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> I would say my aesthetic. I definitely put like the most effort into my childhood, where like my fam mm-hmm. family house. Your room is really cute. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I did not try any other bedroom that I lived in. Yes, <laughs> because there are like. The temporary ones, I'm like, what's the point of putting stuff up if I have to take it back down in like two years? Um, mm. but my like permanent bedroom, I can just leave it there. Even though my parents are always like yelling at me, like, why are you <laughs> sticking so many things on the wall? Like you're gonna have to peel it off when we sell this house. <laughs> even though I don't think they're gonna they're sell it anytime soon. The yeah. They haven't even finished paying off the mortgage. Anyways. Oh. Um but I think what I aspire my <laughs> home aesthetic to be is like, I guess somewhat similar to Ming, like cozy, but wow. min- not minimal, but like clean lines. Like I don't, I don't like the puffy couch either, mm-hmm. but hate the puffy couch. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> don't, don't buy me that. <laughs> um, But I also like, I really like when things are organized and Everything has its own place. And I don't like... This is one of my pet peeves. is when people have, like, decorative words in the house. Like, love or, like, family. Ming, <laughs> you have that. I hate that. <laughs> that is not my choice. That is my mother's choice. Wait, what's on your board right now, Ming? Maybe my board. Like, your board. blackboard? Your letter like board. The white letters? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm not reading that out loud. What? What is it? Is it Wine Wednesday or something? No. What? No. <laughs> what is Wine Wednesday. No, it's from college. I I haven't even changed it. It says Alexa skip to uh, Friday. But I thought, Sally, you were talking about like the live, laugh, love kind of like the wooden Oh, yeah. I signs. hate that too. Like, mm. Yeah. Okay. That makes me like gag. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing you don't go to my grandparents' um, town. Mm-hmm. Not that they have that kind of stuff, but... I, I've been to so many houses in like Ohio in the Midwest where they have like ten crosses on the wall or like um, scary a happy home or something like that. Oh or like uh, literally live laugh love or like uh, Jesus lives in our hearts here or something like that. <laughs> Not that I'm like anti-religious in that way, yeah. but it's yeah, it's very cheesy yeah. signs that so you could buy. Like I bulk. really like Linda's mom's aesthetic. Well, mm. if she's the one that decorated their the house. living room, yeah, like the like yeah. the traditional the Chinese elements, look. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but yes, <laughs> but I guess it's not like that cozy, but it is very sleek, and yeah, traditional in some sense. She has all her orchids lined up, like oh, yeah. against the window, and then the her the really nice, rich, dark, like wooden floors. I get what mm-hmm. you mean by sleek. Because yeah. all your furniture, Linda, is like very dark and sleek kind of wood. But it's not like something yeah. I would, something comfortable that I would sit on for a while. Right. It looks nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they comfortable, Linda? Tell us. The couch, our like main thing is okay because we put like lots of pillows around <laughs> it. But I like the look of like the wooden like base thing. Yeah. Even like though it's it. not like soft all around. And I do like the dark wood look like light wood doesn't really look i don't know that it doesn't do yeah. it for you yeah dark wood definitely looks more 
sophisticated. Mahogany. mahogany. <laughs> what do you guys think about exposed brick? I was literally going to ask that. <laughs> Ming, we rented that apartment. Wow. <laughs> yes, because I remember when we toured with Linda, it was basically all exposed brick in the main room. And I thought that was a look, but like also practically wise or yeah. in a practical sense, mm-hmm. isn't it super hard to like hang stuff and like you have to like drill into the brick or whatever. And I think it's like a look for like a city apartment like in New York or even D.C., but I wouldn't want that in my house necessarily. I think it looks too, like, if, in my suburban house when I'm, like, 35, I don't want exposed brick. <laughs> Unless it's, like, the fireplace or yeah. something. I was thinking of the fireplace. Mm. Or, like, outside if we have a yeah, fire. Yeah. Well, I guess that doesn't count because it's outside. But I don't need an Instagram aesthetic wall in my <laughs> suburban home. Yeah. We have exposed rocks in my house. But just, like, a little panel on the side of the wall. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. I think my mom drilled it, though, to hang the thing. Hmm. Yeah, got to get those heavy-duty tools. Wow. Okay, shall we move on? Um, yes. I feel like something that correlates with this is, Sally, your direct question. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> so, Sally, how would you describe your style? A listener wants to know. Um, Honestly, my style is just a mixture of Uniqlo and thrift store clothes, <laughs> mainly. So that is what, if you go to those <laughs> two places, <laughs> you will find my style. But um, I guess it's like kind of modern. Well, yeah, I guess kind of modern, but kind of like comfy, um, casual, mm. but also like kind of like I like the clean lines. So whatever that means <laughs> on clothes. You want to look the same as your future house. Clean lines. Yeah, clean lines and cozy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know how to describe it. I feel like I um, used to, okay, I used to not have a style, but now I like lean into different things. Like some days I like a more kind of sporty look. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm buying clothes, (laughs) sometimes like I get into this hole of like looking like, online shopping on all these like high not high-end but streetwear brands and then mm. i get into these phases where i'm like cheap things only yeah. <laughs> so i don't even know what my style is but it's whatever i feel like in the moment wearing i'm also gonna ask before you continue do you maybe you can answer this later but um if you get inspiration from k-pop or korean dramas or things like that because i know that you consume a lot of that type of media and i i think i see it pop up a little bit in your style and that may just be coming from the clean look like from uniqlo is very basic and clean so (laughs) yes answer that question Hmm. i maybe i probably just like unsubconsciously get influenced by like all the k-dramas i watch but i feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of the k-drama styling is very well, it also depends on the character, I think. But, like, you have the typical main girl, main lead that's, like, in all these, like, frilly clothes, like, very girly clothes. And that's not really, like, I wouldn't really go for that aesthetic. I'm more of a, okay, I don't want to say, like, girl boss, but, like, <laughs> but I'm more of, like, that kind of Just character's clothes. <laughs> like a yuppie kind of, a yappy or whatever. 
I'm not yappy. Okay, actually, I wouldn't even say I'm like Robux because they dress too nicely. But I think, okay, if you think of the poor characters in dramas, <laughs> but that also have good style for some reason, that's my look. <laughs> like the <Okay>. casual. <laughs> but she- Casual and cheap. <laughs> but it looks put together when you put it all together. <laughs> it does look really put together. I feel like Sally yeah. has like wears a variety of clothes mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Like dresses and skirts and sweaters and like different textures. Yeah. And it all seems to work. Like objectively, yeah. I would say the out of the three of us, you have the best like objective style. Like anyone mm-hmm. would pretty Thank much you. like it. But well, I guess this is why you? we got the question since style? Yeah, they were admiring Sally's style. <laughs> uh, very quickly, I'll just say that I had a long period of not having a style. And to some extent, I feel like I still don't really have a style. But I will say, I will admit it, I did copy a bit of Sally's <laughs> um, style. Just because like when you have no style yourself, and then you're like looking for inspiration, like you have access to Sally's of, clothes too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and full access to her wardrobe. I think, especially like late high school, early college, like I just liked how you dress, so I just kind of like, oh, I liked that style of pants, so maybe I'll get something like that. So I think over time, I've like picked up on some of your things, but again, I'm like, um, still figuring it out, and I don't really go to K dramas to look at it or anything else like that. Um, I'll just say simple is best. I've That's found true. for me. <laughs> Whenever I try to do anything, like I Sally, I love how you experiment with your look and sometimes you'll do something more sporty or girly. If I try to do that, it really doesn't work out for me. So I've kind of learned to just like buy the basics, you know, like very neutral or very like reliable. And I also don't, I'm not the type of person to really like want to try different styles and like use my money for that. So I'd rather mm-hmm. buy like the same mm-hmm. shirt in like three different colors. <laughs> But yeah, that's why it's not like dependable, reliable, <laughs> basic. I know you guys have called me basic a few times. It's just because I don't like to take fashion risks. So that's why I didn't get the question. <laughs> Linda, your style, um, I think, is pretty unique sometimes. Uh, I feel like I, I, I need Sally and Ming to look presentable for special occasions. I feel like whenever you go somewhere I'm like borrowing some of your clothes like to go out or like to take grab pictures or something like that I feel like I don't know my wardrobe is like half of it is free shirts from Micah Heritage Months oh my god and I don't know I feel like I have some like unique things to wear that don't really work like that duck sweater that you guys hate and then the denim slides that you guys hate (laughs) <laughs> the slides the no. slides have to go. burn those <laughs> I was so happy when you lost them but then you found them again <laughs> they're like they're let's describe them okay. yeah, yeah you can describe them so it's like a denim pair of slides denim. it's like it's really soft it has like that sketchers like thick bottom like an ergonomic like bottom and it's like two strips of jeans on on top for like the slides part. I don't know, I just love them so much, and I try to buy another pair them? from like like Marshalls or something. I don't know. Um, but I think Skechers discontinued okay. the specific shoe because I tried to get it a replacement because I've had this like since high school or something. I can't get it again, and I also have like my my crotch pants, like the one with like the super big. Oh, like crotch area yeah, yeah. green one 
Oh, that too. She has several different pairs. The Those green are cool, one is like, uh, it's cool, but the texture reminds me of <laughs> curtains. Oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Linda, you can somehow, okay, I'm not saying you pull off, you definitely don't pull off the sandals or I'm going to say the neck <laughs> sweater. I don't like it. But I like the, the times when you do, like, pull off some outfits like that's what people notice about you like when mm-hmm. you went to prom the prom in that suit the crop everyone top was like the blazer, everyone mm-hmm. was like damn Linda, where'd she come from that's <laughs> like you do pull out these like really nice outfits that are surprising but also very linda that was like my coming like, of age moment yeah. in prom. <laughs> Those i also have like ethnic clothes that mm-hmm. i really like that i wear a lot um I don't know. <laughs> okay, now that we've okay. covered our style, I guess we can get into more um not super deep questions, but something a little a little uh more deep, <laughs> meaningful. <laughs> um so I'm looking at the list now and I guess I want to know from you two, so I don't have to answer this question. Um uh, what, what is the you also thing- have to I don't, okay, okay, fine, I'll answer it. But what is the cutest thing you've seen your parents do? Either, I'm going to put some, so this person just asked, what is the cutest thing you've seen your parents do? But I'm going to put some parameters around it. What is the cutest thing you've seen your parents do for each other or for, like, family? Cute could be defined in many ways, as in, like, sentimental or literally cutesy or very kind, but however you would define it. Huh. I don't know. It's hard to think of my parents as being cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sally's parents were pretty cute when they were making that soup. The soup? Oh, I yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. The small ways that they interact with each other is very uh, heartwarming. It's very endearing, especially the way that your your mom acts. She's like your classic like bustling little mom that's like somehow in multiple places at once and while it's not necessarily cute i find it very like endearing endearing and like warm i guess i guess so (laughs) i don't know they've also they've always interacted like that my whole life so i can't like i have nothing to compare Mm. it to i guess but I guess like th- every day. Yeah, I think it's cute when we go on road trips and my sister and I are asleep in the back and my parents are just having a conversation in the front about like random stuff. Mm. And then like I, I'll wake up in the middle of it and be like, I don't know what's going on, but they're still talking. <laughs> because I feel like it's hard to like, after knowing someone for so long, it's hard to, and seeing them every day too. How do you keep up a conversation like you wouldn't you just run mm-hmm. out of things to say but i'm always amazed that they still have things conversations still mm-hmm. have with each other hey, what about you guys linda mm, i feel like for my parents they also do this like every day so i don't know if you've seen this side of my mom but she like loves to roast and she loves coming up with like unique ways to roast people and i feel to like my roast. dad like oh you mean like insult yeah yeah like insult (laughs) my dad likes to be roasted or something he likes to be roasted (laughs) yeah he likes the pain whenever like he gets scolded for some like random thing he's like 
oh, if you don't scold me once a day, then I don't feel right. Then like it doesn't feel right. <laughs> but um, that's that's just like their dynamic sometimes. Um, like kind of like squabbling. I don't know if it's like cute necessarily, but they do it like so often. And my mom was always like, "See, I know your dad." Like, like I blah, blah blah. And like sometimes they like they know what to get from the store before they get like mm. notified over the phone because when my dad goes to the oh, store I'm always cute. like calling him like every five minutes and be like oh like I forgot this and I can get this and then he's <laughs> already coming home with all the things mm. Maybe you have, like for your mom <laughs> for like other family members or yeah because when I first read this question I thought it was like cute towards each other like the spouses so I was like okay I'm out of this but I think considering how my mom acts for other people um I don't know cute like like you guys said is a hard kind of adjective there's two things the first one is like how she acts towards me sometimes and it's a very um cute thing she does I guess is um I know the stereotype for like Asian parents is that like they convey love sometimes through like fruit plates of fruit Mm -hmm. but my mom every morning she'll peel us orange like two oranges and then even if we're still in bed or sometimes when I'm in a meeting or at work or something she'll leave them like on the counter and it's just like very nicely peeled oranges and it's not cute but like imagining her like picking out the oranges and then doing that even (laughs) when she has now she's going back to work and so Mm -hmm. she has to like rush out the door but she always does that and then like leaves it on on the table and then if we don't eat the oranges when she comes home or like later in the (laughs) evening she'll be like you have to eat the oranges like I peel them for you (laughs) and then it's kind of annoying but it's also like nice because she um I guess really wants us to eat it but um and then the way she acts towards other people I don't know if it's necessarily cute but it is very I think you, you all can relate to this too, but when you see like your um, parents interact with their siblings is really like mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. endearing, but also strange and like how they have their own like inside jokes and they tease each other and it's like they transform back into their teenage selves in some way sometimes, or at least my parent, my mom and her siblings, like they'll like joke with each other and kind of tease each other. And it's very odd to see that because they're all like older and I don't know. I, I guess that's cute. <laughs> that is cute. And the orange that thing is, is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I feel like Except I should change my kills too many. <laughs> Does he gotta eat them all? <laughs> no, I thought yours was cute. Okay. Moving on. Um, Let's see. Okay. This is kind of a random question. Um, <laughs> but I think it'll be fun to answer. So how would oh you guys interact with a clone of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this question. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. A clone. Okay, does a clone act like me or just look like me? Because I think that matters. I think it just looks like you. Oh. Mm. You can interpret it how, I, however you want. Okay. If they just look like me and they don't act like me, I think that's less creepy. I think if I saw someone who looked exactly like me and acted exactly like me, I would think, like, something's happening. Like, we're in a simulation and, like, something's messed up. I mean, <laughs> if like, you did alien. have someone who looked like you, they're probably, like, just like a identical twin or, like, genetically yeah, modified. And in that way, it would be, be kind of interesting. Like, I'd be very um, curious. 
I would be less afraid, I guess, because I don't mm-hmm. like the idea of someone like mimicking me. You know what I mean? Like mimicking my little tics or personality. Um, but it's quirks. probably like in their programming that they act like you. <laughs> so they do act like me. They act like me and look like me. I mean, how could they have, how could they make someone they can look who like me and looks like you and, and not? Act. How can they separate out your personality from your appearance? Mm, it's like nature versus like nurture, right? Like, I guess. Oh, true. Man, this question is deeper than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd be very confused. Also, if you tie in the like the adoption factor and it's not happening to everyone, it's just to me, I'd be like totally taken aback. Your lost twin. I know. I'd be oh. like, whoa, do I have a twin now? Or I'd really want to investigate, I think. Mm-hmm. The, the fear I would feel would be like, like overwhelmed by the curiosity and okay but how would you interact with your clone i'd probably just once i figured out like where they came from and realized they're harmless or whatever i would kind of just like let them go about their normal life what if they're not harmless no i wouldn't want to like interact with them i would find that too weird but like once i realized they're harmless then i'd be like okay like like i'll do my life you do your life okay but what if they're not harmless yeah how do you know they're harmless you had to like follow them home or something (laughs) uh i don't know i don't know the answer to that i'd be very you guys send one of us to engage okay fine (laughs) yes i'd send one of them to investigate and see if they knew who you were like because when you're talking about clone like when you clone someone do they have all your memories and thoughts too or is it like literally just because if you're if you're cloning their brain and so that they have the same personality traits and they must like remember some of your memories or like you know that's too scary think... i'd have to like kill them if yeah <laughs> it was like that similar <laughs> but if it's literally just like oh we're just like copying your physical traits and like oh there's just someone who looks like you then it's basically just like a twin okay you surgery. need to answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> You get plastic surgery. If it was only like a, yourself. a physical copy, I would mm. actually. I don't know. Plastic surgery is expensive. Wait, you would your parents ever plastic surgery force them? Huh? Make force them get them plastic, plastic surgery? surgery? Would like, my parents them force them to get plastic <laughs> okay, surgery? That was a different question. I got cut off. That was a different question. My question was: Did your parents ever dress you and your younger sibling up in the same clothes? yeah because my mom used to do that all the time and i hated that shit like i hated it i used to throw tantrums um to be wearing like the same dress because she used to think it was so cutesy and like if i can't even handle the same clothes as my sister how am i gonna handle someone who looks exactly (laughs) true i think i would have to do plastic surgery to myself just to distinguish like distinguish myself interesting sally okay any um I was thinking I would take advantage of my clone and send them to do oh. like, if I can like have control over them, like order them around, can make them good. Like the jutsu, for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can do like my chores, my my menial tasks for me, and I can just chill, and no one would know. So you want a slave a that is your clone? yeah, a slave. <laughs> Wait, so by clone you're thinking of like, like something that doesn't have any of its own like independent thoughts or anything you're just ta- you're thinking of like just a kind of robot kind of well thing. i mean they could have their own thoughts but if i can ha- assert my dominance over them 
<laughs> or we could like switch off and I can like I can go oh, to work okay, sometimes okay. and then they can go to work sometimes. So then we only have to work half the time. Mm. Oh, in the jutsu they share a brain. Yeah. Or, Ooh, like, they have like the same. He can like kind of control them but not completely, I think. Like they can they have their own like thoughts and can not listen to him sometimes. Mm. But but I don't know That's the creepy. Kage Bunshin Jutsu. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do a deep one. Ooh. Who is to blame for your sorrows and pain? <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the list. I thought we took it off the list. Oh, it's it is there, it's here. there. Oh, who is most at blame for your sorrows and pain? <laughs> Yo, this question is wild. Big answer. Me first? Yes. Okay, are we talking like, are we actually answering this question like, honestly, or are we just blaming someone? You can be as because... honest or not honest as you want. Um. Okay. To get really honest and very like introspective, I would say I am probably the most to blame for my sorrows and pain. Because if you think about it, wow. If you think about it, all answer. your sorrows and pain are your reactions, basically. Like you. You have control over your feeling of sorrow and to some extent. So I would say most circumstances, as we've talked about in other episodes, I'm a very anxious, overthinking person. So I think a lot of the the stress and the, I guess, sorrows I put myself through are oftentimes like my own doing. Like no one is really doing that to me. Um, yeah. So if I was to get like super deep, I would probably just blame it because I can't blame one person for any like I don't I haven't had a traumatic event really to blame for super deep sorrows or any pain like that so probably myself that's a good answer okay mm -hmm. your turn oh uh I feel like I would agree I feel like a lot of the negativity I experience is self-inflicted or mm -hmm. I mean not purposefully but I guess that's how you learn you just have to inflict stuff on yourself to get better and I feel like I don't know, you can't have sorrows and pain without other, like, positive things. So should I blame my parents for bringing me into existence? Or, oh my gosh. Because then, like, if I wasn't in existence, there would be no mm. sorrows or pain, but there wouldn't be, like, anything else either. So I would agree with you. I think it's, like, self-inflicted. Mm -hmm. What's that phrase? It's like, you are your own worst enemy or whatever. I used to think about what? all the time when, like, <laughs> we'd stay up after procrastinating for like an essay or something it'd be like two in the morning i'm oh like i am my own worst enemy yeah <laughs> okay actually that is me because okay, <laughs> even now too i'll make these decisions and then the next day i'll wake up and be like why did i do that and like just everything like every time i do something wrong or like mess something up i just blame myself so i'm honestly my worst Wait, what is this? What is it saying? You're your worst critic your or worst whatever. Yeah. Oh, the critic. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but I don't really have like I wouldn't say I have deep sorrows and pain. Um, I feel like most of <laughs> like the stuff I blame myself on, it's like transient, and I forget about it after a while, which is why mm -hmm. I keep doing it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When wait, okay, when you said that, okay, not not to insult you but it reminds me of like you know like goldfish or whatever who like <laughs> can't remember <laughs> i mean that's good then that's like self-regulation because your oxytocin yeah. rises up to like balance out your sorrow yeah you're kind of just like 
you're really happy and like boop, 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 and then like something bad happens most of the time like something you caused and then it happens and then you try to remember it but then you can't like that's true like stress in the past that like don't yeah. seem stressful now mm-hmm. like we're very bad at like learning from our mistakes it seems yes, like i'm very I'm bad so- at that <laughs> <laughs> okay um my turn to pick a question I guess we could talk a little bit about the podcast since we always tend to do this like towards the end or the beginning of a season. We always kind of like reflect or whatever. Um, So we've talked about things we've learned from each other and about just in general doing this podcast. But what is something you've learned about yourself from doing the podcast and from each other? But what I like the first question, what have you learned from about yourself from doing this podcast? Very good question. Thank you listener (laughs) (laughs) what have i learned about myself Mm -hmm. Hmm. nothing (laughs) honestly (laughs) no i think i learned more about you guys than about myself but i can't Mm. say like one thing i learned from you guys i just feel like i learned more about your thought process like Mm. when we discuss certain topics and stuff like that um yeah I don't think I learned much about myself but I did learn to like reflect on what I say what I I say Mm -hmm. more or like I don't know if I learned it but I just ended up reflecting more on what I said on the podcast like I'll think about it afterwards and be like why did I phrase something a certain way or like this Mm -hmm. is actually how I feel about it and I said it wrong so I guess it helps me think through my thoughts more by being on the podcast that's a good answer Linda mm-hmm. mm, I would say this is kind of the same thing but it like reinforced that I would like I wouldn't document anything <laughs> in my life until <laughs> unless it's for the podcast which is like you're forced to recount your experiences or like what happened that week and in a way I'm glad I'm being forced to because I wouldn't like record anything otherwise and also I feel like active listening is something I need to work on because I'll be focused on like retaining my thought for what I want to say that sometimes I miss what Uh. like someone is talking about um so I did learn that when it's like a podcast environment I'm like oh like I'm critiquing how I'm interacting with others um but then like if I interrupt people I still I still get like super anxious about Mm -hmm. things like that but then I'm like was I even listening that hard um mm. so like doing that more that's, that's true. a good reflection um i think i <laughs> i think i learned that i actually like talking about myself <laughs> Did you just I, learned that or <laughs> okay okay yeah because well the whole time my like whole personality was based around the fact like oh i'm introverted like i don't say that much like i'm shy and I still am, I think, like in big groups and especially when you're like face to face, like physically, um, I'm still shy. But I guess with YouTube, I just feel so comfortable and like I'm really comfortable with this medium now that I love coming on here just to talk. 
I mean, I like learning from you guys. <laughs> okay, I sound really selfish. I like learning from you guys and I like learning from our guests, but I do think that there is something to be gained from like hearing yourself speak. Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this a lot before, but like when you're forced to speak into a microphone to share your own thoughts, you have to think of what like what do you believe in? Like what are your thoughts on this topic? Mm-hmm. And so by being forced to do that, I'm like learning from myself. So I look forward to like, especially when we have very interesting topics or like an interesting guest, I look forward to like, okay, this sounds really tough too. I look forward to hearing what I will say. <laughs> like, cause sometimes that I don't know what though. I, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. I don't know what my thoughts are on like this topic. So like, mm-hmm. as I'm speaking, I'm like, oh yes, Ming. I, Ming also, look forward- herself over here. <laughs> I also look forward to what Ming has to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, I feel like you're just like oh. processing externally in general. I feel like I don't see that much anymore for, compared to like first two years of college, but you like to kind of talk things out a bit. Yes, I'm well, I'm very bad at keeping anything in, like secrets, you all know that. So I guess I need to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel this like, podcast is perfect. Yeah, I feel like you process things really fast. So, when we have guests on the podcast, you're really fast on like mm-hmm. asking follow-up questions or like mm-hmm. um, diving d- into deeper questions. Where I'm still like my my brain's still <laughs> turning and like processing what they just yeah, said like yeah. five minutes ago. <laughs> I mean that's true, but then sometimes I say things that are like, oh, I wish I could take that <laughs> back, or like, I was a little bit out of pocket. But yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> good question, Ming. <laughs> Good question from the listener. Okay. Yes. Next question. What is your most treasured memory with each other? Go. Oh boy. Linda, you first. I need to think. <laughs> what? Like, I didn't think too, because I feel like if I say one treasured memory, then I'll, like, I don't know. There's too many treasured memories. Okay. What's on top of your mind right now? Oh, do you guys remember? I don't, I don't think you even remember this, but it was like the end of our freshman year. And we were like going on a walk at night together or something. And then we were just like reflecting in our first year of college. And then we Is were this like... when we went to the chapel? I think we went there. And then we were like walking on the fountain. And uh, we were like oh. sitting there or something. And like having... A deep talk whatever and then sally said that Aww. she wanted to grow old together and i still remember <laughs> that i was like oh um, i don't think i remember that but it sounds cute <laughs> sally <laughs> i remember you sally <laughs> oh wow I the only reason i remember that. that is because i remember thinking like in the while we were sitting by the fountain so like wow this is like like a movie like we're literally <laughs> sitting by like an iconic yeah, landmark yeah. like reflecting yeah, but that was repressed, Linda. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a while. Um, I don't know. I think my favorite memories are similar, where it's like very random. Like we don't, we didn't plan it or something like that. Um, I, I guess the one that really comes to mind is the time that we were in Taiwan, in in the well, that whole night it was our last night in Taiwan, and we were trying to stay up so we could like make our flight. <laughs> And we did some, like, I think it was because we were super tired, but, like, we did some loopy stuff, and it's, like, we went to, like, an all-night McDonald's or something, and we, like, 
barked at dogs that were in there. <laughs> we were all just like not embarrassed. They sang the we Mama Shiva like, song. The Mama Shiva. Yeah, the Mama Shiva song. And then we like ran down an alley like really weirdly. I don't know. It was you just like you alley. and Stephanie. Okay, okay. You encouraged me to run down the alley like an idiot. But I thought that whole night was kind of like a dream because we were so sleep deprived. And it was almost like we had the whole street to ourselves, like the whole area of the town because no one was out and it was I don't know, it was very magical, but also yeah. like it almost feels like like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's like the main character moment or something. Mm-hmm. So I remember going yeah, back and then yeah. feeding each other like jellies or <laughs> something like that. Night is went off forever. Yeah. Yeah, I have it all documented. Like we kept <laughs> eating those che- cheese what what is it? No. Cheetos. Cheetos. We kept eating them in yeah. bed and like bursting out into laughter and it was like oh, yeah that was a good time mm. yeah I feel like whenever I'm with you guys and I guess when we have like a sleepovers and stuff I feel like I'm brought back to the college days when we would just mm. like stay up late and do like random stuff late at night and I guess that's my favorite memory our most treasured memory is like when we all used to live together I think sophomore year and we were pretty nearby, and then we would just like mm-hmm. randomly hang out at each other's place. Or okay, no, this is my most treasured memory. Freshman oh, year. Well, it's not like a specific memory, but like freshman year when we all go to Ming's room and like just nothing. be on our bed for hours. <laughs> a time sink. Like time like literally black hole. stopped. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If I could go back to when time was frozen. <laughs> on Ming's bed. Yeah, I would go back. <laughs> that was fun. It's mm. all always those like unplanned moments. And also they all sound like like Linda, what you said, the main character or where you feel like you're just like in a movie kind of mm-hmm. carefree and like, how did this happen to me? kind of feeling. Serendipity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Linda, you're trying to pick oh, oh. question. Um, what childhood activity do you have the most nostalgia for oh I didn't even see this question wow child activity like extracurricular activity or an event what you did I think yeah I mean, uh, I guess mine would be an extracurricular activity, but I don't know why, but I have a lot of nostalgia for my swim team days. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. about it a lot recently, but I think it was really fun. And like I had neighborhood friends, which I didn't have after I moved out of that neighborhood. Um, and like the friendships too, like we would during the summers, like we would hang out at each other's houses and we could walk to each other. And that was like I feel like that's like the ideal like American childhood, like going over to your neighbors <laughs> and like hanging out and like going mm. to the pool, walking to the pool and stuff like that. Mm. But that was really fun. And like every, even though it was like in the moment, it was very tiring because we had practice every morning and like every Saturday morning it was busy because we had swim meets. But it was also fun to like, I don't know, like hang out at the meet and like eat nachos and just it's a fond memory now, I guess. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like very quintessentially like 
American summer. Yeah. Yeah. American. Like suburban summer. Yeah. yeah. I'm very like happy I got to experience that as a child, I guess. But I don't need that anymore. <laughs> 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 what about you guys? This is kind of hard. Oh, I'm just going to the Labor Day Festival in Greenbelt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it would be like the talk of the town or like the talk of our <laughs> elementary town or something. And then you would go with your friends and, I don't know, just like a hustling and bustling type of thing. And you would just like meet random kids there. And um, it has that like summer camp vibe where you have like no responsibilities. And then you don't have to do anything also like it was just like a childhood thing to look forward to because adults would be like are you going to the fair or the mm. festival or whatever and then you would just like get excited by association let alone that's true um i have like two memories or activities but i think the one that is most um that had the biggest impression on my childhood was um do you all remember scholastic book fairs oh did you ever have those where they would like come to your school and it'd be like those rolling kind of bookshelves and they would open it up and Mm. it would just be like a mobile like bookstore basically and um i remember at my they always came to like really small private school and the parents would give you like five dollars or whatever the day of and then your teacher would take you to the book fair and it was like my favorite part of the year when the book fair would come because they would like you could see them setting up the cases and then um you would just get like oh five dollars and then I would like take so I would take forever to choose which book I was gonna buy and like of course mm-hmm. I would like flip through like all of them and just like <laughs> basically read them while I was there and then they always had like the little accessories like the squishy erasers or like oh, oh yeah yeah the little like things that that wasn't books and I don't know it was just like it felt like um it was something I looked forward to it felt like a whole world I guess of books where I could just like wander it and my mom used to volunteer because our school was very small she used to volunteer to like be the cashier I guess like um like one day of the week or something like that and so when she did that I got to like spend extra time in the book fair (laughs) and yeah I don't know it was just such a that's the first time I um, learned about the Hunger Games and like oh. there would always be like the next book in the series that was coming out in some series and I would make sure to buy it. Yes, wow. that was probably my favorite. I totally forgot about that. Now that you bring it, yeah. up, a repressed like, one, right? I wonder if they yeah. still do it. I mean, did you do like the Pizza Hut like book report oh, yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh my god, I was making a living writing those <laughs> book reports. <laughs> yeah, our school was very um. They always had book things, like promoting books, like the Pizza Hut thing, the book fair. And we also had something called Reading Day. And this is before like college where Reading Day meant studying. On our Reading Day, it was literally just a whole day where you could dress up because my private school, we wore uh, uniforms. And so on Reading Day, we could wear pajamas to school and you could bring like your favorite blanket or whatever or a sleeping bag. And you would just like hang out in the classrooms and read all day. Like that was the whole point of the day. That was Mm -hmm. my favorite day. I would wear pajamas. I would bring my whole bag of books and I'd be like, how many books could I finish today? <laughs> I remember it used to be like a competition, how many books you read. And like for oh, every yeah. book, my teacher would put like a like a book kind of sticker on the wall and like stack it up. And like some people, 
their stack of books reached the ceiling. Like they were crazy. Uh, I was not that good dang, at reading. I mean, the dominance. I was, <laughs> I was not that good, but I was still like reading a lot back then. But now that you speak of pajama day, that is I hated <laughs> pajama day because I don't I don't have cute pajamas. Especially yeah, as a I don't child. have pajamas either. It's just like old t-shirts and like weird with like weird graphics mm-hmm. on them. And like every time we had pajama day, I was so stressed because everyone had their cute pajama Aww. sets and I just had like my <laughs> like crusty <laughs> old clothes <laughs> and that's how Sally's style was formed to this day <laughs> like the pressure of pajama day <laughs> wow okay <laughs> uh, am I asking the next one or Mink um, I don't remember the order but you can ask Sally okay um Okay, let's get out of our childhood. It's been, it's been too many questions about that. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna Ming's ask direct this question. question. Oh, oh, Mink, do you have a question? No, Sally, you can ask your question. <laughs> okay, I already know the answer to this question, but let, let me just ask it anyways. Do you like to plan trips or go with the flow? Oh yeah, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> We got the Excel sheet out. I have the Google Maps listing where every um, attraction is that I want to see. And I actually didn't. I don't think I got that into it until you did it, Sally. Really? I don't remember what trip was it when was we, for we were in high school and we had to like make a presentation to our parents about oh, the yeah. beach trip or something. <laughs> yeah, that's probably when it really kicked off because we had to like propose the beach trip. And then after that. And and then I remember we planned a lot for our New York trip or we planned like what kind of restaurants we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And then I watched like this YouTube video that showed you you could like map things on Google Maps of like where everything mm-hmm. is and like color code it. And whew, wow, I love to plan trips. I'm like planning trips right now, even though I know I'm not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> like I have ideas for Austin, guys. Don't worry. Oh, oh. what about you, Linda? Um, I don't yeah. think I've seen you plan. <laughs> Uh, I'm amenable to anything. (laughs) (laughs) That means that we plan and then you go along. And like, I feel like if Ming wasn't doing the planning, I would be forced to do the planning. But since Ming and Sally are doing it, I'm just amenable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but if you were to go on like a solo trip, would you just... Would you plan it? Yeah, would you plan it? Kinda, Yeah. Like, when I went to Austin for, like, that little short time, I was, like, planning everything. But mostly, like, planning what to do at the airport and, like, how to, like, navigate that. But transportation aside, once I get there, there's not that much planning. You just walk around and see what tracks you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I feel like I want to go on a solo trip where I just, like... I don't know. Take see where the wind takes me or whatever. Oh, please, Sally. <laughs> I cannot, tumbleweed. Okay. <laughs> I cannot see you doing that. You can't get, get lost in Barcelona. <laughs> you would not get lost. You you couldn't help but like your fingers would be itching to like look up a restaurant or okay, something. Okay, you're like right. That. I'll see where Yelp takes me. <laughs> yeah, Yelp. I do like kind of the idea of planning where it's like you plan where you're going to stay and you plan mm-hmm. like one a main attraction of that day. Mm-hmm. But then everything else is kind of like, oh, we'll be in this area. So 
we can like wander around. But I do like knowing where we're going to go each day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of waking up in the hotel and be like, okay, let's plan where we're going. Like that, yeah, that's like so not efficient time. use of your time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So at the very minimum, I like knowing, okay, the area and like what's the main thing in the area. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not that bad. Yeah. When I move, I'm planning on hitting up one new place every so often. Ooh, I just going down wow. the street, like the main street. Because I feel like if I didn't like plan it out, I wouldn't visit all the places on like Google Maps and you zoom in and you see <laughs> the stores. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. Next question. Am I asking this question? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Um, well, we've gone through a lot, actually. But I guess, what is... Okay, this is kind of a hard question, but what is one thing that you've learned that once baffled you, like, confused you, that you find makes total sense now? And it could be literally anything that's very academic, like a fact, or, like, something about life, or... One thing that you learned that confused you what makes perfect sense. I'm glad I asked this question so I have time to think on it. (sighs) I feel like anything adulting, like (laughs) paying bills and stuff like that, it seemed to be so, it was so vague to me before. But like now that I'm actually doing it, I'm like, oh, I have to set an, an account for the gas company. I just set up an account for the electric company. They're not different. They're not the same thing. And like, like whenever I, whenever I do stuff on my own now, like setting up that stupid Wi-Fi thing, okay, now <laughs> like it makes sense. Like before, it was just like magically like you have a router at home and then you get Wi-Fi. <laughs> like I didn't know you had to have like a, um whatever it's called, like, the thing that broadcasts the Wi-Fi. Um, the modem. So, mo, mo, no, it's the oh, modem to the router. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Like, I think, like, little things like that that I learned mm-hmm. after living on my own, it's, like, when I actually have to do it myself, then it makes it more clear. And then before, it was just, like, I had, like, a vague idea of how things worked, but I, like, never really knew. Yeah, I guess it's like trial by fire because I'm still, I'm still baffled by bills and things like that. But I'm mm-hmm. just gonna wait until like I have to figure it out <laughs> when I move out. There's no point in looking it up now. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything but else? I think in like a similar vein to that in the realm of adulting, it's like I was very. This is not something I was baffled about, but I was very worried when I was like on campus and having been on the meal plan for four years straight and like never having to cook my own meals I was worried about like being able to cook for myself and meal prep and meal plan especially like when I eventually move out of the house but um it's not that difficult honestly Mm -hmm. like um I guess I was very concerned about oh how am I gonna like think of meals to plan and like buy food and cook it and it's really just I think especially having a full-time job where you have the money now to like buy whatever ingredients you want, whatever ingredients you need. Like I'll just like think of something that like, oh, this sounds good. I've had it before or I'll, I follow a few food blogs. I'm like, oh, that looks good. Let me make it. And then instead of feeling stressed about it, I feel like very, I don't know. I like cooking now. I feel very at mm-hmm. peace because I just look at the ingredient list and I'm like, 
okay, I'll just buy that. I'll just buy that. And then I just take the time and I make it. Like I follow the steps. Yeah. It's actually very soothing as like kind of an anxious type A person to like have a recipe that you follow. And now that I don't have to worry about money really because I have that disposable income to just buy whatever ingredient that it needs. It's like not that stressful. So I'm actually not at all worried about cooking for myself once I move out because it seems very straightforward. I don't know why I was so stressed about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like seeing people doing like tons of meal prep on the weekend really stressed me out. Even though I knew like I wasn't mm-hmm. the type that to actually do that. But just seeing that and like thinking maybe I should be meal prepping. Like mm-hmm. seeing all those lunch boxes that they make. Yeah. <laughs> the tower lined up. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's so unappealing though. Just yeah. like seeing, like the chicken breast and like the asparagus uh-huh. or whatever. It's always chicken breast. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like broccoli. No, yeah. But actual cooking, I think, is like you literally have the instructions, you have the recipe, you know what you need to buy, and you just make time or find time to do it and Mm. I look forward to cooking for yeah. myself now. Like, especially now that I'm cooking more uh, Chinese recipes too or trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't look at recipes when I go grocery shopping. Mm. So I just like pick whatever's on sale or whatever catches my eye that day. And then my stock of ingredients at home is just like a random hodgepodge of like things that were on sale and like that I liked in the moment. So my cooking is not. <laughs> It's not we the have very best different styles. <laughs> Cooking is good, Sally. Yeah. It's just like a random stuff. Okay, Linda. What about you? Oh, uh, I guess similarly, like I didn't know how driving worked. Like there was a gas pedal and a brake <laughs> pedal. Like <laughs> I thought that the the parking and like the driving thing like made it go. So mm. when I started driving, it was like my dad was always like, you might step on the wrong pedal and like accelerate and cause an accident. So I'm like, why are the two pedals so close to each other? Like, shouldn't you have one for like your left foot and your right foot? And then you like wouldn't step on the wrong pedal that easily or something. I think and I thought that the car just like went. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't step at both oh, at once. Like, like, would that be harder? Or it's like the idea that if you're if you have both feet like near the pedal, yeah, it's supposedly easier to mistake like which foot you're pressing versus uh, if you have one foot, you have to like move it. That's what I was told. But anyways, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I was like struggling super hard when I started driving, and I thought it went when you just like grab the wheel, like it was like touch <laughs> activated. That'd be cool. Or something. And there were like so many things. I mean it still kind of baffles me, but now at least I know how to like accelerate and like break and <laughs> I would hope you do the essentials. <laughs> it took me so long though to figure out how like reverse like putting it in reverse or not putting it in reverse, mm-hmm. but how that reverse translated because yeah, I guess that's the only time you use it or even like parking like straight up. Like every time, not straight, but every time you have to like turn, I would have to like literally think about the tires. Like, where am I turning the steering wheel? So how are the tires turning? And like, how will that move me? Because it's not as simple as like, oh, you turn left and you turn left. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It took me a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> and also because the tires that turn are just in the front. So the front yeah. moves, so the back doesn't. Yes. <laughs> <But> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all? Do we have I mean, any that was a hard uh, question? 
Alina is there's next. Like, I think there's two more questions. Um, do you have a favorite stuffed animal or item that you never let go of as a child? Mm, I have a lot of stuffed animals. But if I like was forced to give them up, I could. Like I'm not that connected to them, but I do sleep with stuffed animals still. Or like the plushies that you guys have gotten me, they've accumulated over time. <laughs> I feel like I have so many of those of just different varieties and like shapes. But um, I don't have anything that like I couldn't give up. Like I'm not super attached to anything in that way. Like looking around my room. <laughs> what about you? I think as a child, I had like a favorite animal or a few favorites, but after I grew up, like I let go of them. I mean, they're still in my closet or like around the house, but I mm-hmm. they're like hidden and I don't really sleep with them. Now my favorite thing to sleep with, I guess, <laughs> oh. is my log <laughs> or like a log shaped <laughs> yeah. thing. I love that log, Sally. <laughs> the squishy pillow. Mm-hmm. I I love the pillows with the little like bead. They're like foam beads or foam balls inside. Like mm-hmm. not the and like the outside is smooth and cooling. <laughs> like not the furry ones. <laughs> I don't know if this counts as childhood, but like my intestine. Stuffed animal. Well, it's not an animal. My like stuffed yeah. intestines, Ming. <laughs> that you like it that much? You got me. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's from childhood, but it's like Ming has like the skin and stuff, so yeah. it's like our our connection. Oh, you feel like we're connected. <laughs> connected. Also, I I like the the sloth one. Sometimes I embrace it mm. when I sleep because it's just like a comforting, like round shape. But that's also not from my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about like stuffed animals in general, not from childhood, I will have to say I used to make fun of Stefan because um, he told me that whenever he sleeps, he has to be like hugging something. So like hugging a pillow or yeah, a pillow most of the time. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But now he got me this like stuffed um, corgi. It's like kind of like the same texture as your um, as your stuffed animal, Linda. And I'm like, I can't not hold it now when I sleep. It's just so plush and like large. Yeah. That I just, it's so yeah, nice yeah. to like hold. It feels empty onto. to sleep with that yeah. hole or something. Because you're just like, like curled <laughs> up in a ball. <laughs> I'm now dependent on this pillow. <laughs> but um, I guess a follow up question to this before we end Do you think, um, are you holding on to any memento from your childhood or I don't know, anytime now that you're holding on with the intention to pass on to like, your kids or like the next generation or something like that like because I know that's something my my family's really into they're like oh when I die you're gonna get this and then you'll pass it on to your kid and it's like very like they expect it to be passed on kind of thing I don't think so I don't think my parents have much that they inherited from their ancestors maybe because they're like they all both immigrated from a faraway place so they didn't bring that much stuff with them when they immigrated so mm-hmm. naturally like a lot of the more historical yeah. stuff is still in our motherland that makes sense yeah kind of the same as sally we don't really have any like heirlooms or i guess like not yeah. ones that i know of hmm. what are you what are you being passed down <laughs> I think. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, all the stuff that has been pre-owned and is like intended to be passed down, I don't have any connection with. But I was trying to think of like something from my childhood that I treasured that I would pass down. And I think it's mostly like baby clothes. Like I think it's very cliche, Mm -hmm. but I also think it's very cute when like my grandma loves to do this. She loves to put the grandkids, the babies in like clothes that their parents or that um she used to wear as a little kid or something Um, it's like cute to be like oh dress them up in like the same clothes that your parents wore or something like that and I have some baby clothes that were like iconic in my baby photos (laughs) so maybe something like that Mm -hmm. or yeah I don't know I didn't really have any answer I was just curious about you all but makes sense that's cute Ming (laughs) (laughs) do you want to answer the last question or no well, I'm not asking the last question Have of Ming myself. Have and Stefan talked about marriage? I mean, okay, I guess the short answer is yes. I think I've talked about it with you all a lot. And also, like, I don't know if this is me just making assumptions, but I feel like when a couple is together after a certain amount of time, it just, like, comes up. Like, just, you can't help but thinking about your future together. And a lot of times, the future together means marriage at the end of the day. So not for everyone, but for, at least for us, we've definitely talked about it. Um, and I think especially when you're in a long distance relationship, you have to talk about it after a certain point because it's like there has to be an end point at some time. And the end point for us would be marriage, I think. Mm-hmm. So what is your marriage it. plan? Oh, you want the whole five-year plan? Yeah, or the you want, whole like, five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> I've already told this to the two of them, but for our audience, I guess. The whole five-year plan is, like, I like to plan for things, of course. So, like, thinking about when you want to have kids and then, like, working your way backwards and, like, how long you want to be together before you have kids and all, the, all that. All of it ends up in, like, a, a literal just math equation. And so especially with long distance, we were talking about we want to be in the same place a little bit. We want to live together. So it doesn't give us much time and kind of stressful. But end of our late 20s, I'll just give that late 20s is the plan with the caveat that we're still together. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it can still be the plan with a different person if you're not together. Mm. But then you have to date them for a while. Yeah, that's stressful. Then you start start thinking about like, you have to restart the cycle, the, mm. not the cycle, but the timeline, because mm. especially if you like get close to the deadline, you're like, okay, I can't just date you for a year. I have to, I don't know. Do you all have minimums in your head of like, oh, I have to be with this person for so long before like committing to them? Or like, like, would you be the type to be like, like a minimum. month? Oh, I cannot do that. A month. You know, some celebrities, they're just like, and I, I assume other people do it too, but it's because celebrities are celebrities, so they get the most attention. But, you know, like Ariana Grande or some other people who mm-hmm. are just like getting married after a very short dating yeah. period. I think it depends on how intensely your dating period is. Like if you're living together, first of all, and like how often you see each other. Because if you're dating for a long time, but you're not like spending that much time together, then it might be equal to like a few months but living together you know Mm. what I mean so I think quality over quantity I think yeah but also depends on the person but who am I to speak the only single one here 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a random question. I guess this whole thing was very random. Okay. Okay. Well, that wraps up our questions for today. We got a lot. So thank you to everyone who asked our questions. And we hope you enjoyed my prayer <laughs> <is back. laughs> but this was a really fun episode to do and i liked having someone else plan it and direct the content so hopefully you liked hearing more about us and we'll see you next season If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.